Steve, we haven't got time to be eating ice creams. It's the big one today. Oh, he's still eating his ice cream. Don't try and hide it. Right, while Steve finishes this ice cream, roll titles. Morning, Steve. All right, love. Is there a better place to be in the world right now than... Yeah, there uh, is, mate. A one. shoe shop looking at your footwear. Are you going to buy... We, the, the listeners can't, can't appreciate my breath. just how a, good they are. Uh, Do you want to explain well, it? I've got a picture of those the other day when I saw you in pit lane. Um, and you hurt everybody's neck as you walked past, to be quite honest with you. Um, Crocs, pink, blue, <coughs> with white socks and um, legs as area ZZ Top's beard. I think what you call this is an ombre. It's an ombre between... Uh, Peach through to pink into purple into blue. Enough about the crops. Anyway, it's Superbike Day. RST Superbike Race. It's the big one. Super Although Bike yesterday Sunday. was the first day of uh, of racing, this is the one that everybody's been kind of waiting for, isn't it? Yeah, been a good build up. Obviously, this is usually first race of race week, but uh, with a change in schedule this year, this race number three. Um, a lot of tension, a lot of build up, obviously, from the practice times. Everybody's been talking about lap records. Um, the riders don't care about lap records, of course, today. It's about winning. Michael Dunlop, obviously shown his pace in practice. Uh, unofficial lap record. Hickey's been struggling a little bit. I had 20 minutes with Hickey last night in my hotel, just chitting and chatting, telling me about one or two problems they've been having. Still done the 34.9. He's still on the pipe, but not finding it very easy. And the little quiet man, Dean Harrison, he's, that man is going to be on the pace without doubt. So the good thing is for the crowd and for us, everybody in the pits, it's going to be a mega ding-dong. Um, but it's, I think it's all going to be down, down to pit stops. Again, like you said yesterday. Um, one man we should give some more credit to, Jamie Coward. He could have a good ride today after yesterday's uh, epic performance in the, in the Supersport race. Yep, good lad. He's always chipping away in the shadows, and I don't mean that being disrespectful. Um, you know, he's good, he's fast, and he's getting better and better. Um, and if anything happens to the top three uh, podium favourites, he's the one knocking on the door, and I'd love to see him stand on there as well, especially on the big bike. Yeah, this is it. We've got six laps of racing. Six laps. So it's the first time these boys will have done a, a, that length on these bikes. Most of them, most of them will have done what? Three laps maximum. Most of them only two laps at a time on these bikes. Yeah, you know, six laps is an awful lot, of course. You know, two pit stops, so two laps for a, for a tank of fuel um, and to burn the rubber off the back tyre. So new tyre and a full 24 litres of fuel to go in each pit stop. And I said earlier, you know, it's all about the pit stops. I didn't mean that just for something to say. Um, the the uh, pit crews are very, very nervous because when it's so close like it will be today, mm -hmm. they could lose the race for the rider. That'd be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let, well, let's hope... The racing, the fighting, the competition is done out on the road and it doesn't come down to pit stops. Because this ain't Formula One, is it, Steve? No, obviously, you know, we haven't mentioned it, but as you probably expect, we're on here every day. The This morning's weather is probably the best it's been uh, for the week, it really is, and the most temperature. That cool wind has dropped off. Just looking up behind the grandstand here at the flags, uh, they're hardly moving. So the boys are going to, you know, the, I would say perfect conditions, really. Good track temperature. Tyres are going to be working perfectly. It's all about two things, really, pit stops and making sure the fueling's right so that they don't run out of fuel. Exactly, but none of those pit stops or the race can take place until the roads are closed. Now, I thought it'd be an interesting 
to pop up into the tower, go and have a quick chat with Gary and watch how they start to close the roads prior to that warm-up lap. Do you fancy going up? Let's have a look. All right, so we've made our way up. This is, this is the epicenter of the TT right here. This is, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm, I'm, I feel the nerves and the tension in here. What a, what a strange place to be, Steve. Do you want to try and paint some words for the, uh, the, the listeners? Yeah, it's, it, obviously we're having to talk very quietly, as you're well aware. Um, there's 20 people in this control room, roughly. You know, there's obviously the clerk of the course, deputy clerk of the course, various timing people, medical services, police, um, timing people. So it's all happening. And it's a, there's a multiple um, display of screens which um, show everything from TV coverage to various different sections. And if need be, one screen can be changed to see any incident from the TV, which is on a delayed time around the course, to give obviously race control a much better idea of any incident, whether it be, as we are standing here at the moment, loose dogs running around or a rider or a, a driver crashed somewhere or broken down, any incident whatsoever that may cause any safety issues. So um, this is the key part to the Alaman TT races. I bet, you know, most short circuit racing, club races, BSB, most of them are similar to this. Five minutes start line, five minutes there you go Johnny Barton five minutes to go you might not recognise that voice that's a guy called Johnny Barton he's, n he's not born and bred Manx man he's a flipping diamond geezer uh, that's how he started his life until he obviously decided to um, improve on his lifestyle and move to the Isle of Man good racer in his day he's done, he's done a bit yeah an ex-teammate of mine actually yeah fortunately not for very long All right, well, all this, oh, Steve's definitely brought the tension in here now. <laughs> so at the far end, Steve, we've got um, all the emergency services, ambulance, fire, police yep. down one end. And then working our way up, we've got about three, three or four tables. So, uh, Steve, did you just hear the announcement that was made from one of the chief sector marshals? I did, yeah. Or one of the chief sector, I don't know if the marshals up here or what? managers of the sectors i think um a woman has just been uh secured after uh, a lady with dementia from yeah. the public yeah unfortunately she's gone out onto the road so she's been helped along back to safety and just put to one side mate and, and obviously taken care of to make sure everything's safe to get going but what i, what I was saying earlier was that th th they must all have a control room like this for motor gp for world superbikes british superbikes but they're on a closed circuit. They can just about see the whole circuit from start line. Three minutes. from where they are in their viewing point. Here we can see, what, a kilometre of road and then the rest of it, they're relying on everybody else's communication to make sure that that information's coming in here is correct and as fast as possible so they can make the, the best decisions. It must be a tough job, this. Yeah, it's tough all round, you know, and obviously they've got great communication with sector marshals and all the marshals out there, which is, there's 550 of those around the course, but yeah. there's obviously sector marshals that, that radio in with any problems, issues, and these guys have to react for that, blind to a certain degree, uh, to make the best decision to go forward. And then we've got, on, on its side, we've got about a 70, 80-inch TV with a, 
a map of the course and for this year every rider's running a gps unit as are the ambulances as are the paramedic cars as are the traveling marshals so they can keep an eye on exactly where everybody is around the course yeah without doubt you know and um, obviously you've got the tension of everything and, and uh, trying to keep this end organized as in backup backup base um you know with all the riders the teams and everything else on the on the start finish line as well as everything else around the course so uh, and then obviously when the race gets going and uh, they've then got to control um every different scenario with riders flying around at the same time I, I, yeah I, d I don't think i'm really portraying just how important this job is up here it is extremely important without any that anyone up here doing their job to the best of their abilities yeah i think it, even race. as a competitor in all fairness you know until the, until i was in the role of doing now and you come up here and actually see the infrastructure that, that's putting in place to keep everybody safe um you really don't realize how well looked after you really are Oh, 100 percent right one minute to go before the uh, the warm-up lap let's have another listen to to johnny's dulcet <laughs> southern tones diamond one minute start line one minute so if we turn around now and face the other way we can see out the windows and i tell you what you don't get a better view of the isle of man tt start than where we are here we're above the grandstand right at the top we can see josh brooks rolling through into no man's land waiting to go obviously this is just a warm-up lap but tensions will be high what will the uh what will the riders be doing today will they be taking the stocker bike out just to no, stay mate, on the safe listen, side um you know just just for that um hickey's got some issues he's not happy with when i say issues setup issues um they've been working on them for the whole two weeks and haven't got to the bottom of it so he's he's doing 34 9 already but he's not happy so he's actually going out on his super bike which is a massive risk you know, um, just to try a few setup changes, well, considerable setup changes, in all mm -hmm. fairness. Um, so quite a few of the guys are on this. Michael Dunlop, I know he's on his stock bike, um, and most of them will be just to, because they've done enough mileage, the majority of people. Yeah. Um, some of them may go out and stretch your chain, better chain in, but it's a big risk, because if you do have any problems, you know, we saw Mike Brown yesterday go out on his super sport bike. There's Josh going off uh, with his super sport bike. He actually... Um, Blew it up yeah. within one mile and put a massive hole in the front of the engine, so which would have happened in a race anyway. David Todd going off. Sam West behind him. Westy, yep. There's <coughs> Hickey on the superbike lining up. Obviously, he'll be taking it nice and easy, trying not to damage the clutch or do anything silly. It's just a case he just needs a few miles to, to, to get a feel to see what they've tried. You can hear him there setting off really steady on the clutch babying it away do you do you wish you had a, a warm-up lap before your uh, races or did you kind of enjoy getting straight into it no for me i don't think i would because i'd be you wouldn't i think you wouldn't ride aggressively because you're too worried about what's going is michael dunlop on the super stock bike just going out steady away there'll be no steady from that man <laughs> he doesn't know the word as steady as michael's ever been <laughs> that. Bless him. yeah but no, so that's the kind of gen for the for the warm-up lap is in all fairness you know um usually as in from last year at the tt when the, the weather was up and down and which is more aggro in this room we're talking about obviously oh, we haven't spoken yeah. about that or the weather because it's been so flipping good this year mm -hmm. but obviously last year um everybody was desperate to have a warm-up lap because there's not enough practice time during the week this yeah. year they're all worried about getting too many miles on engines and things because it's um because the weather is so good and, and they're out in every session and even if they don't need to go out they go out because they don't want to lose time on yeah. anybody else. No, he's on 
Right, Steve, let's leave them to it. Racing's getting underway in less than an hour. We'll, uh, we'll catch up after you've finished on uh, on TV. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, mate. Hey, guys, sorry for talking quietly. However, uh, it's pretty serious in this room. I don't know if you people have probably enjoyed our, our hushed tones. not get any closer to the action than this I'm about six seven feet away from these riders as they head off for the first big bike race the RST Superbike race is well underway already Steve Plater's off doing his TV thing he's down in pit lane and I'm lucky enough and honored to be able to stand at the side of this road while these riders set off on what's gonna be an epic epic race Join us afterwards for all the catch-up. And breathe. Coming what out, a, that, what a cracker! Oh, mate, I, I tell, and I said it to the the guys that produced the podcast when we came out of the the tower. The tension in there, the the responsibility that those people have is insane, isn't it? It's someone else. It really is. You know, that's on. You know, I said before, always up there. That's on a normal day, not when the weather's up and down like a yo-yo and they're struggling with various different things and you know conditions and RTAs around the course. It's flipping hard work. For yeah, them there people. was no way they were letting us in there if the weather was anything but what it is right now. But we got the uh, warm-up lap underway. Then we had a cracker of a RST Superbike race. Sum it up in three words, Steve. F in fast. <laughs> yes. Michael Dunlop uh, broke the RST Superbike lap record on lap two, coming into the pits. And then Pete broke it again on lap six. 135.441, I think it was. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Not, not the outright lap record, but you nope. know. Uh, and considering Hick has been saying he's struggling with setup and not 100% with everything, it's not a bad lap time, is it, from Hickey? I think I think Pete's quietly confident now about that big race. We've still got a long way to go before we get anywhere near that senior, but I had Pete on the stage just at the end of the, the, the race, and he said to, to, to manage to do what he did with the problems he had, he's, well, he said, imagine what we can do without them problems, so... I think pretty much, you know, he's had. I know what issues he's had. You know, we've been talk, I've been talking a lot with him sort of the last sort of couple of days, and uh, he's pretty much adjusted himself to cope with those problems and ride around them. I don't think it's much possible to go any faster. I really don't. I think they need to address those issues uh, to make his job safer. Yeah. Uh, to get him better and faster, like we all know he can be. Hey, 
He's not going slow anyway. No, no, But it's all, just the no. fact that everybody else is up their game this year. The weather's um, paid dividends. It really has. Uh, and it's looking like that weather's going to stay for the rest of the week. So this flipping island looks like it's going to get even busier. It's amazing. Uh, one problem we did have, which was probably a, uh, uh, a self-caused issue, was uh, he had no tear-offs for the final few laps. Ripped, ripped a second tear off off and as he did he pulled his third tear off off with him and he doesn't change his visors in the pit stop so. I, I saw he hadn't changed his visor and it was covered in flies when he came in and I was a little bit surprised in all fairness and they hadn't even made any changes uh, to the bike the only thing he'd been complaining of the first pit stop was um, his shifter was intermittent sometimes working sometimes not but they didn't change anything for the first pit stop or the second only the rear tyre and obviously fill the, fill the fuel tank so yeah I mean I don't understand really why he doesn't uh, change his visor or at least or change a helmet like Dean Harrison was in pit lane. That's going like back, harking back to the 70s or 80s. I've not seen anyone change helmet for a long time, but they used to though, didn't they? Yeah, I did 2007 because um, at the time it was just easy on the on the helmet brand I was making. But once I started to use, in my opinion, the best, which was Arai, uh, it's much faster, much safer, and much easier to change visors. 100%. And then let's talk about the man. Uh, I was in Part Fermi. I was in the winner's enclosure. John stopped. I think you were there as well, Steve. You saw it. John stopped. He jumped off the bike, uh, gave Michael a big hug, had a word with him. I don't know what they said, but Michael now joins John, second most successful or joint second most successful TT racer of all time on uh, 23 TT wins. 23 wins and counting. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you can't rule him out um, the, the form he's on. Um, Winning all eight solo races, <laughs> realistically. It sounds crazy, um, but you're right. It's not going to be as easy as just saying that, of course. But, um, you know, it's looking like he's going to add to his tally, uh, unless there's any problems. But, hey, but listen, it's the Alaman TT. Anything can happen. It really can. Maybe that should be the strap line for the TT. The TT where anything can happen. You better believe it. Right. What have we got on tomorrow? Let's talk about tomorrow. Let's get excited for tomorrow, because you know what it is, Steve. What day is it tomorrow? It's a day off. Oh, it might be for you. Might be for Goldilocks. It's, it's you and your flipping happy feet, them pink and. I've swapped them. Oh, you, oh, you yeah. finally. You come to your senses. You <laughs> did get to a shoe shop. No, yeah, day off tomorrow uh, from racing. However, I'll be busy on the TV stuff and uh, we'll be doing a little podcast, catching up, seeing what everybody's around to. I can't believe how busy it's been in the paddock. You know, it's last crazy. year, um, I think it's fair to say there's a little bit of criticism on various social media channels of uh, the fan park because it's different to normal. Yep. But it is rammed. I don't know why, because you're in there. Uh, well, they know the riders are coming in there. It's nothing <laughs> to do with <laughs> I'm me. I'm joking. Uh, but no, seriously, it's, it's been fabulous. It really oh, has. Amazing. There must have been a few what thousand What an atmosphere. Easy. That's it. Let's wrap this one up. Make sure wherever you're listening to this that you've hit that subscribe button so you know when you get these podcasts and leave us a review on these daily ones because I'm going to start reading them and I want to uh, want to get Steve's take on some of these uh, these reviews. Uh oh. See you later, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs>